I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. We got time for a Thursday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Your bud, Mr. Writer Than You, Bill Ryder, has got some downtime. He's been off all week. Today was the day I was actually scheduled to be here. I had to jump in a couple of days ahead of time with some uh, illness to the squad, our fill-in guys, picking up the slack for uh, Billy R. He'll be back on Monday, fear not. But you are either lucky enough, depending on your point of view, and or stuck depending on your point of view, with me, Joseph Anthony Aloysius McDonald Jr., a.k.a. Jody Mack. Going to spend the next two hours with you guys right here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. All right, the two hours should rocket right by because we got to sink our uh, sports talking teeth into um, NFL stuff, day closer, uh, teams playing, uh, joint practices together, getting some work in, getting some fights in, as a matter of fact, which, hey, if I'm just watching from the sidelines, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm not wishing an injury on any of those guys who get into these skirmishes, but it lets you remember that they are playing football, which is a very physical sport, so I do enjoy these uh, joint practices. And then um, I, I just put this into one of my uh, CBS uh, and Odyssey Sports Minutes, This is the penultimate weekend of preseason football, which I have been known to misuse the word penultimate, and I was corrected, and I've now learned it, and I don't misuse it anymore, but I have in the past. It means next to last, basically. It's a fancy way to say next to last. It's the next to last weekend of the preseason. And as I said in my CBS Sports Minute, it used to be known as dress rehearsal weekend, where the starters would play a minimum of a half of a game, and sometimes as much as three-quarters. Shoot, I've known teams to use their starters the entire game to get ready. And then they skim back last game, don't want to see anybody get hurt, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the, the – and again, when the NFL prior to last season always had four preseason games. Now, I'm old enough to remember when they played six preseason games. Yes, I was the wee lad, but I was a young football fan – and they played six preseason games and 14 regular season games. Uh, times have changed. Schedules have changed. Things have changed. Certainly TV contracts have changed and have changed the course of the National Football League. So this weekend's games just won't be what they used to be for some of us who have been watching football for a lengthy period of time. Yeah, injury prevention has become much more important than actual on-air uh, unfield preparation, um, but I'm still I'm uh, psyched to watch the NFL this upcoming weekend. A uh, couple of NFL notes, including a starting quarterback named in Carolina. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, watch baseball last night. 
the last two days filling in for Bill Ryder, I had to take shots at the two New York baseball teams because the both the Mets and the Yankees were struggling. Yankees couldn't score any runs. The Mets got pounded by the Braves for two straight days, losing by a combined 18 to 1. Both the Mets and the Yankees were winners last night. The Yankees didn't come from behind extra inning. Are you kidding me? You give up three runs in the top of the 10th, game's over. No, not with the Bombers, who have been anything but Bombers of late. A four-spot walk-off grand slam, Josh Donaldson, much-needed win for the Yankees and the Mets. Had kind of a wild game last night. We were up 6-1. All of a sudden, Atlanta got back into it. The Mets scored late to look like they put it away again. They had used Edwin Diaz in the eighth inning, so they had to go to Trevor May in the ninth, and he starts to give up runs. But the Mets hang on and win. So, uh, yeah, uh, since I pimped them both of the last two days, i got to give a tip of the cap to both the Mets and the Yankees for winning last night in Kind of key games against teams they may be seeing come postseason time. Uh, so uh, a baseball nod out there to the two New York squads. But believe it or not, oh, in uh, college football, uh, major meeting between the – I got to get this right. I've got to uh, give their title correctly. The presidents and chancellors that make up the college football playoff board of managers – it's a fancy title for saying a group that's got some pretty big pull in college football. They're supposedly in charge of the college football playoffs, which is the ultimate goal for every team when the season starts, right? Be one of those four teams that make it to the college football playoff. And this group also has uh, control and say and uh, follow-up of uh, the major bowl games, which if you don't make the playoffs, you want to be in a bowl. Uh, so you're in the postseason. You can call your season a success. Uh, they met, and there are some rumblings that there are questions as to whether the NCAA should oversee college football at all going forward. That's certainly a topic of conversation we're going to get into. And the one guest we have planned, I'm very much looking forward to this, the starting quarterback of the Stanford Cardinal, Tanner McKee, who is a guy that I got a chance to see a couple of games last year. Um, Yours truly works Saturday nights here on CBS Sports Radio. And Stanford played a couple Saturday night games last year. So I'm on the air. I got nothing else to do but see what's on. Um, during college football season, September, October, November, September, you still got baseball games. Um, but uh, West Coast baseball game or West Coast college football game. More often than not, I land on a West Coast college football game to watch while I'm on the air. So I'm paying uh, some attention to it, but not strict attention to it because, yeah, I'm actually trying to do a show here on CBS Sports Radio. But I did see Stanford play a couple of their games last year, and Tanner McKee really opened my eyes. Um, won the job after the first game last year. Stanford was kind of undecided who their quarterback was going to be. He got in, didn't start. He got in, played well, grabbed the job thereafter, and never gave it up. Uh, a kid who I'm looking for to have a pretty big year this year and might, as a junior, make himself draft eligible because prior to ever attending Stanford, he went on a two-year uh, mission, hiatus. Um, so he's uh, also a an older junior quarterback this year. But I think he's going to have a really nice year. Uh, looking forward to talking to him. Tanner McKee, starting quarterback for the Cardinal of Stanford, is going to join us a little later. But all that being said, we got to start with the NBA, right? Two major P 
pieces of news coming out of the National Basketball Association yesterday, which, if you ask me, and I am Mr. Cynical at times, um, really aren't that big a piece of news. Because to me, a piece of news is something that you don't already know, that you don't expect, that kind of comes out of left field. That's the kind of stuff that grabs my attention. Like today, breaking news, Baker Mayfield, start of uh, start of the Carolina Panthers. Duh. Uh, everyone kind of expected that. Uh, unless Sam Darnold went in and was just amazing and could not be stopped and wowed absolutely everybody. Or Baker Mayfield went in and fell flat on his face and was terrible and was throwing more interceptions than completed passes. Yeah, Baker Mayfield was going to be the starting quarterback of the uh, Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule didn't want to go there, didn't want to just dismiss Sam Darnold, so he said that it was an open competition. He said that he wasn't going to make a decision until after their second preseason game, which is the one that's coming up this week. He said, no, 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 why why, why am I trying to hoodwink anybody? Yeah, Baker's going to start week one for us against the Cleveland Browns, no less, for the Carolina Panthers. Again, is it breaking news? Yes, because it kind of conflicted with something the coach had said previously, that he wasn't going to name his starter until after the second preseason game. But I would have bet good money, and, had, and you can bet on basically anything these days with the advanced gambling that is available across the country, at least most of our major states. Um, you would have been looking at, what, 1 to 10? Uh, you got to bet 1,000 to win 100 bucks that Baker Mayfield was going to be their starting quarterback. Uh, if you could even get that action, that's what I think the overwhelming odds would have been. So it, it might be breaking news, but it's really not even news. And the two biggest stories of the NBA yesterday were the release of the NBA schedule, the entire release, all 30 teams, all 82 games. Get your pen, get your piece of paper out if you need be. And I know this is more of an NFL thing than it is an NBA thing. But I'm wondering if I got any diehard NBA fans out there. And if I do, I want to hear from you today. You know how this works when Jody Mack jumps aboard. Uh, Billy R. uh, doesn't take near as many calls here on his show during the week as I do on the weekend because I like to hear from you guys. That's one of the reasons why I got into this uh, sports talk thing 32 years ago. Damn, I'm old. Um, I I like talking to the peeps. I want to get you guys' take. And then we can go back and forth, agree, disagree, tell me that I'm nuts. I'll tell you guys you aren't paying close enough attention. Uh, Whenever I get on here on CBS Sports Radio, specifically on a national basis, I take local calls when I host in Philadelphia. I surely do. When I do New York, uh, every once in a blue moon, I do that. been doing it for years, but not as often of late. Um, But I still love talking to New York sports fans. National show, I can get you guys in from anywhere. We can go wherever you want. 855-212-4227. Phone's open right away. Our uh, one guest, I told you, is going to be Tyner McGee. He's not going to join us till the top of hour number two. So whatever it is you want to bring to my table, do so on our toll-free line, 855-212-4227. Is there anyone out there? Because I know we do it with our football teams. I do it every single year. You get the schedule. You get a piece of paper. You print it out, and you write down WNL. Now, it's only 17 games. Forever was only 16. Now it's 17, and you got to project win. And we do it as soon as the schedule comes out. And to the NFL's credit, 
It's a bit of, of an overkill, but God bless them because they turn it into an entire day of programming for the NFL Network. It's just analysis of the schedule and what team and who's playing, where the strengths and weaknesses are. And they do it all day long. It's 16 hours of programming with the release of the NFL schedule. So more power to them. The NBA is an 82-game season, so it's a little different than doing a 17-game schedule to try and do an 82-game schedule. But I guarantee you there are some diehard NBA fans out there that go, win, 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 loss, win, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, and and have fun with it. If you've done that with your team already because they came out with the schedule yesterday, more power to you. The NBA had already leaked out a couple of games We know Christmas Day is a big deal with the NBA as well. It should be because they get really good ratings on Christmas Day. Most people off from work in front of the TV at some point watching some sports. So uh, they've got their Disney Christmas Day this year. And it's not Disney because Mickey's going to have a parade. No, this is the fact that uh, ABC and ESPN have all five games this year. TNT has jumped into the mix before, but this year on the television sked, it's either ABC or ESPN all day long. Sixers, Knicks at noon. Understandable. They like being in Madison Square Garden on Christmas Day. Uh, Lakers, Mavs, LeBron against Luka as the second game. The the two primetime games, the 5 o'clock game, which they kind of look at as a primetime game, the middle game of the five, and then the uh, 8 o'clock game, uh, the primetime game for you West Coasters is a little bit different. Damn, you got to get up at 9 a.m. to watch the NBA if you're on the West Coast. Never been a West Coast guy, so and but I'm an idiot, so I would, yes, be up at 9 a.m. watching the Knicks and Sixers. But the 5 o'clock game is the two top teams in the East, uh, the teams that won the Eastern Conference Championship the last two years, Bucks NBA champions from two years ago, Celtics Eastern Conference champions from last year. The 8 o'clock game is the Grizz and the Warriors. So you're defending overall champions. The Warriors are certainly in action with the young up-and-coming Grizz squad going out to uh, the Bay Area. And then the late-night game is the Nuggets and the Suns. Yeah, they pretty much checked all the boxes. The only team of the eight that wasn't a mover and shaker in the postseason last year was the Knicks, but they're the Knicks, and it's Madison Square Garden. So they the, the Knicks by a Christmas spot against the Sixers, who, oh, by the way, because you know I'm a Philly guy, Sixers were left out of the mix last year, did not play on Christmas, but they're back in the mix with the first game. So, yeah, they leak out the Christmas games, the openers for some of the teams this year. I, I like what the NBA is doing. Um, on Election Day, November seven, November 8th, Tuesday, November 8th, the NBA will be inactive. On the Monday prior to November 7th, all 30 NBA teams will be in action. And on all of their broadcasts and in their arenas, they will certainly be pushing the fact to get out the vote that all NBA fans, all Americans should get out and take part in the democratic process Uh, Let your voice be heard. Use your vote. Cast your vote. Get out to the polling sites the next day. Like it. Tip of the cap to the NBA for doing just that. All 30 teams in action on Monday, November 7th, the day before Election Day, when the NBA will take the day off. So, yeah, the sked release yesterday was fun. I went through it. I was on the websites all day and checking it out. 
Yeah, now you got to play the games, 82 of them, before we decide and find out what teams are making the playoffs, which remember now, 10, oh, I got to be careful. I got to use my verbiage correctly. Only eight teams, excuse me, six teams in each conference, quote unquote, make the playoffs at the end of 82 games. You have play in action with uh, four teams in each conference to determine the last two teams in each conference to make the playoffs. You get my point. A lot of work to be done before we get to the actual field of 16, and it includes 82 regular season games and then the play-in stuff, which is not playoff action. It is not considered playoff action. The play-in is just that, playing in. You need to win and advance to actually make the playoffs out of the play-in for the NBA. It gets a little overly verbose and uh, lengthy, but uh, you, you need to understand it because we'll blink and the seven months will have come and gone or eight months, nine months, whatever it is, before we get to the play in action. Uh, but then when we get there, we'll enjoy it all. So the schedule release was cool. And there was also an announcement about this guy. Maybe you've heard of him. Uh, LeBron James, uh, probably the most talked about uh, NBA athlete these days, last decade, however you want to draw the line. LeBron signed a two-year extension with the Los Angeles Lakers for $97.1 million. And before you go, oh, that's outrageous. No, that's going great. That's what LeBron James could make for the amount of time that he's been in the league, the amount of, because there are restrictions, amount of a raise you can give a player, and they're doing so with LeBron James at the advanced age of 37 years old. Um, there's also an option for the 24-25 season, which LeBron always gets because he's been LeBron James and he can basically dictate terms with teams that he's moved from one to the other he always finishes out with an option year that he opts out of, and then they redo the contract, and he gets even more money and more power to him that he can do it because he's LeBron James. I, I got no issues with this contract. Um, I've already seen some people, and so how can you give a guaranteed contract, a max contract to a guy as old as he is? Does he look old to you? Other than his hairline's disappearing, and oh, by the way, LeBron, you and I, Yeah, we got that same issue, and me being older, my issue is much more than yours, but same as you in my 30s, my hair was doing the wave, waving goodbye, Uh, so you're not going to get me to take any shots at LeBron James because of his hairline. Uh, No, he is a physical marvel, and the level that he plays at, the physicality that he's still got is off the charts, maybe the best ever in the history of the NBA. LeBron's not the greatest player in the history of the NBA. He may be second to that Jordan guy. We can debate Wilt and uh, Bill Russell and a bunch of others. Um, He's one of the greatest of all time. Uh, Just don't think he's quite caught Jordan yet. Or, uh, Wilt, do I think he's going to catch Jordan? I don't know. Uh, We we could do an entire show on that one. Have before, will do again, don't necessarily want to do today. But uh, I got no issues with LeBron James getting this contract. He played, was had one of his most prolific scoring years last year at his quote-unquote advanced stage. It locks him in to the Lakers for another year. He now can't be traded in this upcoming year. He can't be traded till the end of next year. I don't think he was being traded anywhere. I laughed when I heard those reports. Ooh, Lakers are going nowhere. Maybe LeBron would want to go back to Cleveland. No. 
He wasn't being traded this past year. We now know guaranteed as per rule because he signed an extension. He can't be dealt until the end of next year. I got no problems with LeBron James uh, and the contract that he got from the Lakers. Now, is it going to help the Lakers? I don't know. We'll have to find out. It sure as hell isn't going to hurt them. But is it going to help them enough for them to hold up their status? Another gambling reference from your host here. Uh, The last two years, the gambling choices to make it to the NBA Finals have been the Lakers both of the two years. Eh, wrong. And the Nets in the Eastern Conference. Eh, wrong. They've been the two teams that have kind of been elevated by whatever you put into, whatever emphasis you put into what, quote-unquote, the wagering world thinks. The Nets have been woefully overrated in the Eastern Conference, and the Lakers have in the Western Conference. We'll see if that's the case. All right, uh, Johnny Mac in for Billy R. If you want to get aboard, we'll do it early on the phone. Hit me up, 855-212-4227. A Thursday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. J-Mac here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Filling in for Billy R. He's just taking a little vacay. Well earned. Good for him. So I get to uh, hang with you guys for the next hour and a half here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, I love talking to you guys, but it's got to be a two-way conversation. It's got to be a two-way street. You guys need to check in. If I say anything that either intrigues you or perturbs you, feel free to bug and go, wait, whoa, 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 Jody, what the hell are you talking about? 855-212-4227. Or, damn, Mac, I hadn't even thought about that. That's an excellent point. We might get one of those. Maybe not. Uh, either way, you need to pick it up and dial 855-212-4227. Uh, and for those of you who are paying strict attention, uh, you may have heard my phone continuing to click in the background. I got it here right next to me when I'm doing the shows here on CBS Sports Radio and whenever I get an email, uh, text, or whatever else, ding, ding, gives you a little ding. And I had a whole bunch of them. And I was, like, really paranoid I was thinking maybe it was Tommy D that my feed had dropped and I didn't even know because that happens from time to time. I've done like eight minutes without knowing that I was off the air. 
because I'm just in the middle. Like the last segment, you're giving your opening thoughts. You can just get going and on a roll, and you don't even know. And I thought, oh, my God, am I off the air? No, that's not the case. I got like 16 texts um, because if you know me at all from the weekend, you know I'm a horse racing fan. I've been for years. Um, certainly the big races will get guests on. I'll give you my picks ahead of time on Twitter. I made some people some money this year. That's uh, sad, bad days, too. But I had some very nice days and, and, and made some nice uh, selections. And I like to play. I like to compete against all the other wagers. So I've got a lot of horse racing friends. So two different buddies texted me to let me know that Chad Brown, if you recognize the name. If you're a horse racing fan, I know you do. If you're not, I'm pretty sure you don't. I asked Tommy D. He's not a horse racing fan, my producer. I said, you've never heard the name Chad Brown, have you? He goes, no, Joe, sorry. Uh, he is absolutely one of the best trainers in the world, not just here in the U.S., but uh, I'd say around the globe. And he might be the best trainer with grass horses. Um, he, he wins big races. Um, Zandon was in the Triple Crown this year. Um, he won the uh, uh, the Preakness this year uh, with a speedball that got out front, never got touched, um, came back, lost to Jim Dandy, but he'll be back on the Travers again. So Chad Brown is one of the, the best trainers in the country. He was arrested for, I gotta, I want to make sure that I get this correctly, he was arrested for obstruction of breathing, which is a misdemeanor. Apparently, he got into an argument slash fight with a fellow trainer's assistant. Um, it is, as I stated, just a, a misdemeanor, so it's not a felony charge. Um, but Chad Brown, one of the most highly um, published, uh, top trainers, accomplished trainers in the country, was arrested in Saratoga, uh, upstate New York, where everybody is uh, these days. Who Everybody who's anybody in horse racing is uh, these days. Strangled Danny Garland, who's a fellow trainer, his assistant trainer, Carol Fisher, so he attempted to strangle a female. Wow. If, if I get more details on this story, I will pass them along. But uh, And Chad's, I've had him on as a guest. I've just, like, seen him at the racetrack. I don't think I've ever, introdu- I've, I've ever interviewed him in person. Um, but he seems like, like the nicest guy. He's uh, b- very friendly and... Uh, borderline mild-mannered, uh, this does surprise the heck out of me. Uh, but it's uh, uh, Now, that's actual breaking news. You'll remember from the first segment I told you, LeBron James signing a contract with extension with the Lakers. To me, that wasn't breaking news. We all knew it was going to come down, and it's going to be for the max possible amount that LeBron James makes. Not surprising in the least. The NBA schedule came out. What games fall where and who's playing who when. Well, we knew the schedule was coming out. We know they're all playing 82 games. We know who they're going to be playing. We just don't know exactly when. So that's not breaking news. Chad Brown arrested for trying to strangle a fellow trainer's assistant trainer, a female, Carol Fisher. Now, that's that's breaking news. Not good news, but breaking news. And every once in a while, you do get it. And I got it just because all my horse racing friends said to do me immediately on top of it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, add a little breaking news into the conversation. The conversation includes NBA release of schedule, LeBron's extension, 
MLB last night, the two New York teams got back on winning ways after I gave grief to the Yankees and Mets for their losses the two previous days when I was filling in for Billy R. here on Ryder Than You. Both had exciting wins last night. Uh, any of the baseball stuff in the dog days of August you want to bring to my plate on the uh, telephone lines, do it at 855-212-4227. And a whole bunch of uh, NFL stuff as we get into week two of the NFL preseason first game tonight. And then everybody else plays over the weekend. We will do a little college football. Coming up uh, next hour, we're going to talk to Tanner McKee, starting quarterback for the uh, Stanford Cardinal, but also is there a change in the offing in college football? Uh, could the NCAA be squeezed out? Uh, so you pick or choose any of those topics and tell me what it is you got on your mind on the telephone lines, 855-212-4227. Bottom of the hour, let's hear what else is going on in the world of sports. Here with the latest CBS Sports Update. May the Schwartz be with you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Jody Mack in for Billy R. here on this Thursday get-together on CBS Sports Radio. We're starting to close in on a busy weekend in sports. Uh, NFL preseason week two, lots of action. Um, Major League Baseball, quote-unquote, the dog days of August. I wonder whoever came up with that because I'm a baseball fan 50 years now. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they've been using the phrase of dog days of August, my 50 years uh, following Major League Baseball. Uh, it, it, you comprehend it, right? It, the season starts in April, September. You're getting that much closer. You're energized because you are or aren't going to make the playoffs. It's hot in August, and you're on the cusp of being eliminated and pushed out. Yeah, dog days. So August can be literally dog days for Major League Baseball players. Uh, so I, I, I get that. And the middle of August uh, is as doggy as you're going to get. And that's exactly where we are on August 18th, the midst of the dog days of August in Major League Baseball. If your squad's in it, your squad's playing well, your squad's got a much-needed win last night like the Mets and the Yankees did, uh, you can hop by my telephone lines. I'm always here for you. 
and some pretty significant college football news. I had not seen that. I, I saw it as soon as uh, Peter uh, said it in his update. It had been rumored to be close, and it is now a done deal. In case you're wondering why everything that's happened in college football this offseason has happened, the biggest of which is some conference jumping, USC, UCLA joining the Big Ten, getting out of the Pac-12, the college football TV landscape has just exploded. The NFL is the big dog when it comes to television ratings, not only in the world of sports, but I'd go so far as to say in all of broadcast television, nothing is bigger, nothing is more important, nothing draws more eyeballs to the set than the National Football League. And for you non-football fans, basketball fans, baseball fans, hockey fans, you can stake your claim to your favorite sport is, the best sport is, and you can make whatever argument you feel you need to make to justify your position. But if we're going to use attention paid via broadcast, it's a a non-starter. The NFL just crushes everybody. College football, the way the uh, networks are laying out money might very well be number two because a split deal for the Big Ten's rights, not all of college football, just the Big Ten, just one conference's rights has garnered a $7 billion. That's with a B, folks. That's not with an M. $7 billion deal for the Big Ten going forward for both Fox and CBS. Now, this does include, I will readily admit, uh, college basketball, too, um, and a lot of other sports, but they become fringe when you're talking about in comparison to uh, college football and, to a lesser extent, uh, college basketball. But a $7 billion deal for CBS and Fox to share the rights of Big Ten football and other sports going forward. Uh, It's supposed to start after this season. The television contracts are all in place uh, for this upcoming year. Uh, ESPN is left out of this deal. We've been in partnership with the Big Ten for decades, as a matter of fact, on both the college football and college basketball side. Um, CBS has still got its SEC contract. Now, uh, in my opinion, uh, and this always annoys those who are on the outside looking in, the SEC is the best college football conference and has been for years, continues to be, will be this season. If you're asking me to project when this television contract starts, the year after that, and the year after that, and the year after that, I'll tell you the SEC is going to be the power conference in all of college football. Has been for a long time, will continue to be. The Big Ten wants to knock on the SEC's door. First things first, you've got to pull even with them, which the Big Ten hasn't in my estimation. Uh, but they are easily number two, and they have moved a little closer. Well, have they moved closer to the SEC, or have they just distanced themselves more from the Pac-12, who takes a hit because they lose USC and UCLA for sure, the Big 12, who are going to lose, you know, both Oklahoma and Texas, and or the ACC, who's kind of been able to stay above the fray, 
I don't know if that would be considered a good thing or a bad thing, but there's been no major movement in the ACC. No one has jumped into the conference. They have been able to go out and pull in uh, colleges that they think would bring cachet to the ACC's football conference, but nor have they lost anybody. Nobody has defected to either of the big two, who are the SEC and the Big Ten. But the Big Ten makes a big splash here by getting a $7 billion TV contract extension. Wow, that, that, that is some pretty big news. And shame on me, I hadn't heard it until Peter mentioned it in the update. I know that uh, conversations were being had and people were speculating that this could happen. It is now official that that's the case. SEC and Fox will share the Big Ten conference rights going uh, forward for both football, basketball, and other sports if uh, they feel motivated to uh, put those sports on their outlets um, of course, with Fox, you've got uh, Fox Sports, which they've got uh, some pretty good exposure. CBS uh, uh, cable outlet is is big, not as big as either the Fox ones, um, but there will be games on there as well. So you see them on both the network and on the cable side. That's a heck of a deal. Uh, and maybe, just maybe, part of the reason why the and I have to uh, make sure that I get this group's name correct, college presidents and chancellors that make up the College Football Playoff Board of Managers, which is a group that was put together to oversee the college football playoff, which is a living, breathing thing. You know, last year before um, Oklahoma and Texas decided to pick up and go from the Big 12 to the SEC, that there were conversations along the line of expanding the college football playoffs from four teams to 12, which I thought was kind of weird. But they're going to include buys and uh, expand the college football playoff to 12 teams. They they tabled those conversations when the major move went from a couple of big top Big 12 teams to join the SEC. They said, well, it could change the overall landscape. So let's put these expanding the college football playoffs uh, conversations uh, to the side. We'll, we'll put them on hiatus for a while before we get back to them. I didn't necessarily agree with and or like the uh, jump from 4 to 12. That's a little massive. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, like I said, I've been doing this for a while, 32 years, sports talk show host. Um I go back to when the polls decided who won the college football championship. I know that's a uh, a conversation that some of you can't even wrap your head around who have only been a college football fan for 5, 10, 15 years. Um, Yes, that's how they decided the college football championship was, who won the polls at the end of the season. Um, As long as I've been doing this, back it up 32 years, my stance was always – a perfect college football playoff scenario would be the top eight teams. Because if you are the fifth team, if the fourth and fifth team are really close and it's strength of schedule, it's all the things you take into consideration, and they're really, really debatable between four and five, the team that gets left out can really sit, stand up and go, we got screwed. And you don't want to see that uh, prior to your college football playoff. There's a team on the outside screaming bloody murder. How are we not part of this? Um, and, and I understood that. And that's why I always thought 
that if you get to the ninth team in the ratings, and the ratings, of course, the ones that matter now, are the committee that decides who are going to be the eight teams, uh, the teams that make the playoffs. It used to be the AP and the coaches poll. If you're ninth and you're whining because you didn't make the playoffs, you're ninth, okay? You're not first or second or third or fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh. You're not even eighth. You're ninth. So I'm sorry that you just missed the cut, but you weren't going to win the national championship anyway. I know. They're upset. And uh, we could go back and, and quote them uh, over the years where teams we thought had no chance to win a championship absolutely did. But how many times do we not even look at it? Because, well, the teams that were supposed to win won, so we don't go ball. And that 19, damn, if they had only gotten a chance. Never happens. We don't do it. It doesn't deserve to be discussed. So that's why I have always thought the perfect number for a college football playoff is eight. You need eight teams. And they're ready to jump all the way from four to 12, which I thought was an overstep and not necessary. But hopefully it gets to eight. And with the new television contracts and the restructuring of conferences and the like, it's, it's a changing landscape that I, I think I've got a good grasp on things. I understand where the powers are in the conferences in college football overall. NIL has had an effect, uh, but not one that you say, oh, my God, it's all about the teams that have the money, that have the boosters, who are going to give the monies to the kids. We haven't really seen that yet, and it may come to that. The teams that have uh, claimed to being the top teams in college football year in, year out, last five years, last 10 years, last 15 years, however long you want to go back, are teams that are um, well-positioned to be able to have NIL people involved to help them get the top players. Um, It hasn't really even been as big as I thought it was going to be. That's just, again, my opinion. Uh, but the landscape is changing. Um, if you're doing $7 billion television deals, uh, the broadcast outlets have spoken. The networks have spoken. They think that college football is huge right now and is only going to get bigger. Uh, so it's interesting that the college football presidents and chancellors who make up the college football playoff board of managers who just met recently and discuss the fact that maybe, just maybe, the NCAA isn't the governing body that they need it to be. That they may even become more splintered and give more power to the individual conferences to oversee themselves rather than have an outside body be the the overseeing, uh, overseeing and governing body like the NCAA has been, is supposed to be, and from time to time just flat out drops the ball. Sometimes I think it's their fault. Sometimes I think it's some of the power players around the sport flexing their muscles that they don't want to be governed, that they want to try and break off onto their own. Um, yeah, college football could change even more in the upcoming years, and this is a big step. It's going to be prosperous. If you've got this kind of a television contract uh, in tow, oh, you're going to be doing just fine. Yes, alumni and and present-day students, uh, it does all eventually come back to winning and losing games, right? 
um, who is or isn't getting the job done is done on mostly Saturday afternoons or Saturday nights. But we do have a couple of conferences that sneak in that extra game uh, earlier in the week, Thursday night college football, Wednesday night college football on the Mac. Yeah, there is uh, some expansion of when uh, college football games are played, but most of it is still Saturdays. And for all the television money that they get and uh, recruiting that they do, it is still, and that's the way it's supposed to be in sports, it's still decided by who's winning and losing games. Who does or doesn't make a college football playoff? Who does get to hang a championship banner? But how you get there, how you arrive at that championship spot may be different going forward. All right, uh, looking forward to uh, the next uh, 15, 20 minutes here on the show. I'm a college football fan. I'm a college football wonk. I've been following and uh, watching and wagering uh, on college football for decades. I kind of split my interests on Sunday afternoons. I watch it for the competition of itself and where we are sitting in the competition for making the college football playoff and how good you are in your conference and the like. But I always have a half an eye on players that I think are going to be able to play on the next level. It may come from the fact that my father was in professional sports baseball, um, was a minor league guy for a long period of time. Then he got into the general manager's chair for three different teams. And then he returned to his roots after he stopped making million-dollar decisions and just get a little old for all that kind of pressure. And he went back to scouting. And I've sat at hundreds, if not sneaking up uh, maybe thousands of games with my father, evaluating baseball talent. So it's kind of in my DNA. Uh, My father was a baseball guy. Football I have to do on my own. But I do enjoy doing it, and I do watch, and I I think I've got a pretty good grasp on what makes players uh, better at the next level if they continue on with their career. We're going to have a uh, guest joining us next, Tanner McKee, who is the starting quarterback of the Stanford Cardinal, who I think will have a very good college season, may even get some Heisman attention. And, yeah, I think he's an NFL quarterback. Should be fun. We'll talk to Tanner McKee from Stanford next here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mackin for Billy R. Keep it where you've got it. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.